Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God tonight. Thank you so much for joining with us, those in-house and those live feed alike. Thank you again for being here with us. A lot of things are going on in our church family. We want to continue to be praying. We've got some that are sick, uh, some that uh, have had to go to the doctors and uh, things of that nature. Some still got to go to the doctor uh, about tests and procedures. And so we want to be much in prayer for each one of those. If you have a prayer request and you're in-house, let it be known by lifting your hand. God knows each one. Those that are on live feed, uh, text it to the number listed on the bottom of the screen because uh, we want to partner with you in prayer. Amen. I know that there's been, I've had several phone calls today concerning prayer requests and needs. Uh, and I've got to share this one with you. I had uh, to, because I want to make sure that I squish any rumor or anything that would come up. I got a phone call today, or I was on the phone talking with somebody, checking on one of our church members, and they had asked me, and I hope this gentleman is watching, because I want him to know that I'm squishing this rumor. Uh, I was asked about Bob Maddox being in the hospital and on uh, the ventilator, uh, and he is not. He is actually out of town in Kentucky, so uh, Brother Bob is uh, feeling great. He is uh, breathing well and doing good. He wanted me to make sure everybody knew, uh, but uh, I appreciate the concerns for all those uh, that are sick because there are a lot of, that are sick, and we want to continue to be praying for each one. Again, if you've got a prayer request, please uh, text it to the number on the screen because we want to partner with you in prayer. Amen. Yeah. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this great opportunity that you've allowed us to come into your house to worship and praise you. Father, I pray that you'll move and minister in a mighty way. Open the windows of heaven and pour out an anointing and a blessing upon this service. Tonight, Father, I pray that you'll touch every aspect of the service from the singing to the preaching of your word. Bless those that are here, those that are on live feed. God, you've heard the requests, the texts, the phone calls, the emails. God, each one, I'm praying that you would move and minister this very day, this very hour. And God, I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship this afternoon. Amen. Good evening. If you would like to pick up a church hymnal to page 276, we're going to start with Prayer Bells of Heaven.
God, amen. Again, we appreciate you being with us this afternoon. Thank you so much to be being here with us, those that are in-house and live feed alike. Again, we thank you, thank you, thank you, amen, uh, for being here with us today. Uh, before we get started, I want to talk to those that are on our live feed. Thank you for joining with us. Uh, we've got some things that we're working on behind the scenes. Got some things happening. Uh, I need your help. I need you to text me. I need you to text the number on the screen, 205-642-8744. If you're joining us on live feed, or if you're in-house and you watch on live feed, I need you to text 205-642-8744. How do you watch live feed? Do you watch it on YouTube, Facebook, BoxCast, which is on the smart TV, or YouTube on the TV? How do you watch, or our website, uh, how do you watch live feed? Text that information to 205-642-8744. And if one of our folks that are, uh, that are part of the, um, uh, <laughs> those that's got the phone, if y'all will just, uh, you know, mute. <laughs> I know there's going to be several coming in, so uh, just help us out with that. Working on something behind the scenes, and I just need to know where you watch live feeds. So if you'll text that to 205-642-8744 and just let me know. Amen. This afternoon, I want to uh, let you know, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody in-house live feed a lot. Thank you for praying for me uh, over the last week. Uh, last Wednesday, had my second epidural. Uh, five weeks prior to that was my first. The first one didn't go so well. I slept for six weeks. I felt like it anyway. Uh, no, uh, I slept for several, several days, and things just, I, I just could, didn't have my strength. I didn't have energy, didn't, just felt, and, and the doctor actually called the doctor and actually told me, they said, yes, everything is right. You're right on course. You're right on track. Everything's doing what it's supposed to do. Deal with it. I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want Anyway, uh, last Wednesday had my last, and uh, as we, some found out before church, uh, if you was in the sanctuary before church, you realized that I still was very sleepy when the mail ran last week, because apparently me and Sister Carrie had a long conversation about a piece of mail that came in that I didn't remember even coming in, and I told her to give it to Brother Emery, and I didn't, never remember that it, it happened, and I woke up this morning wanting to know where that bill was at. Any route, so uh, things happen, things take place, any route, all that being said, uh, thank you, thank you for praying for us. I feel a thousand percent better from my first epidural. I feel better now than I did before my epidurals begin with. I feel good. I feel energetic. I feel rejuvenized. I feel like I've got energy. And no, I'm not pushing myself. I'm not going to push myself. I'm going to take my time. I'm going. I'm going to let all this run its course. I'm going to let it do its thing uh, because I want to make sure that everything does right. Amen. Hang on.
God's good. Amen? Amen. So, uh, tonight, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel awesome. Things are moving great. Things are working uh, like it's supposed to. Um, I was able to touch my toes for the first time in a long time. That may not mean anything to anybody. That meant something to me. And so that was a really good thing. No, I'm not going to show you I can touch my toes it, because it's still way down there. But anyway, uh, but just continue to be praying. We're going to continue to move, continue to work forward. And God's got this. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you will turn with us to uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings uh, chapter 4. The uh, verses will be on the screen. But 2 Kings Chapter 4. I want to, this is, the title of this, if you want to title this, is A Pot of Oil. A Pot of Oil. Uh, And it's just sort of this outline. Yes, I've preached this here one time before. But as I was going through and I was studying these verses, it just jumped out to me. And I think that this is an area, I believe, that we, many may be in today. After After you hear this message, I believe that many are in the same boat today. We need God to move, we need God to touch, we need God to take care of things in our lives, and I believe that's where our nation, our church as a whole, I believe that's where we're at today, amen? And so I think, I want you to, I hope that you get something out of of this message tonight. So 2 Kings chapter 4, if you'll start with us in verse 1, let's take a look at verse 1. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophet cried to Elisha and told Elisha this, Your servant, servant, my husband is dead. And you know that my husband feared the Lord. But all of these folks that wants money, they're trying to come and take my most valuable... I know that this is not what this says, but you need to hear what I'm saying, okay? The wife told the prophet, the child of God told the prophet of God, those that thinks I owe them money, those that thinks I owe them, they're going to take my most valuable possession. The devil wants to take your most valuable possession. I didn't call the debt collectors devils. I did not call the creditors and the power company those that wants the money. I didn't call them devils. Although, sometimes, we owe, look, if you owe the bill, you need to pay the bill. I'm not saying that. Do not read that in here because that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about something more deep. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, And Elisha said to her, What do you want me to do about it? Boy, that sure is. All right, next time some... No, I'm not this I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do this next time one of the church members comes to me with a problem that's my response what you want me to do about it that's what he look at what he says he says what shall I do for you tell me what you going to do what do I need to do about it but he goes on I know I'm not going to tell y'all that but look at what he says he says what do you got in the house she says I have nothing except a jar of oil. I have nothing in the house except a jar of oil. I want you to know something. God can take little and make much. 
God can take something that seems so insignificant and He can make a big deal out of it. God can take something that people take for granted and God can make a whole lot out of it. Amen? God can take a little thing. Let's go on. Verse 3. He says to her, he says, all right, that's what you got. So I want you to go outside and I want you to go all the church members. Y'all listen to me. I want you to go to all the church members and I want you to borrow vessels from them. Empty vessels, but don't... Look, the God we serve is going to make a whole lot out of this oil. Don't you go borrow two and three. Not too few. Look at he says. He says not too few. Don't limit God. All day long. You hear what I'm saying? There are times, I need to go on. There are times that people limit God. God will only be able to do what you allow God to do. Amen? Remember several weeks ago I said, if you are not giving in your tithes and your offerings and you want to get out of a financial slump, then if you will just put $10 in a tithe envelope, mark it as tithe, mark it as offering, mark it as building fund, and test God and see if God doesn't move. And I promise you, God, if you do it in the right heart, in the right way, God will bless. But guess what? Don't limit God. Verse 4. I've got seven verses up here. I've got to go ahead and read them so I can go into the... All right, go on. Then go in. Shut the door. You and yourself, you, yourself, and your sons, pour that bottle of oil into those vessels. And when one gets full, set it to the side and start pouring again. Verse 5. She went out. She shut the door. She went, gathered everything, Come back into the house, shut the door, and she started pouring. She's had a, she had a pouring party. Verse 6. And the vessels were full. Bring me another one. Vessels full. Bring me another one. Vessels full. Bring me another one. It seems like to today, today that the church is like, a little dabble do you, and that's all I need. A little dabble do you, and that's all I need. No, fill it up. Oh, I'm full. Fill it up again. Oh, I'm full. Fill it up again. I'm telling you, I need more and more. Go on. There's not enough. Then the jar of oil stopped flowing. Verse 7. She came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can... Y'all see, did y'all really see that? She owed $100 in debt or whatever it was. It's not, I don't know where I remember of that it tells us what she owed, how much the money was. It was $1,000, $5,000, $50,000. I don't know. But she had enough to pay all of her indebtedness and nothing more. Hang on. I'm looking. These might not be right. I'm going to look at the live feed. It says, you and your offspring can live... Look, 
The God I serve is not a God of just a little dabble, do you? God's going to pour it out, and He's going to pour it, and He's going to pour it, but we've got to quit limiting. Now, let's go on. Let's look at this. There are five things that this widow did, and they need to be taken by every person in their time of need. I don't know about you, whether it's a financial need, whether it's a physical need, whether it's a spiritual need, whether it's an emotional need, whatever the need is, there are steps we can take to, to, uh, to make sure that we receive what we need from God. Number one, she informed a true minister of the gospel. In other words, she went to her pastor and sought his counsel. I'm not saying that every person that says they are that they are a servant of God, I'm not telling that's not the discussion we're having. I'm talking she went to the true, a true minister of the gospel and sought his counsel. Number two, she sought the help of her church family and those around her. Humbly asking for help. Look, I have had a numerous number of times that some I will find out, as the pastor of this church, I will find out that somebody is in need, and they will and and that well, I didn't want to come to you because I, I I'm not that guy that's going to ask for help. There is nothing wrong with asking if it's a true need. Amen. If it's not a true need, then that's another story. But if it's a true need, there's nothing wrong. Number three. We're going to talk about these in just a moment. But number three. She's, she done in privacy. Remember the, remember the verse that says, go behind the door and shut the door? She sought the privacy of a sense of giving God glory and not pointing to herself to be super spiritual or deserving of help. There are many times that God, look, I'm going to tell you something. I've seen it, I've seen it, and I've seen it. That God will touch somebody in the altar. And I'm not saying they didn't need it. But God, somebody will be in the altar and they'll be, they'll be crying their eyes out before, the God, before God. And, and they'll receive something from God. And I have seen it with my own eyes. They'll get up and now all of a sudden they went down broken. They came up. All super spiritual, and they don't need nobody's help no more. I got this. Woo! I've seen them. They shake that hair, and it'll go all the way like this. And, and I am all that and a bag of Dorito tater chips. The problem is the Dorito tater chips are stale because they're expired. Just because God helps you, just because God touches you, just because God blesses you does not make you super spiritual. Does not mean that you don't need God anymore. The, okay, the uh, fourth one. She personally worked within the confines of where God told her to be. Worked personally to work into the problem. Remember Sunday morning when I pulled the chair out and I said it here and said some people they got on the seat of do nothing and they do nothing? Well, a lot of times, y'all, I've seen it. People will come and they'll, they'll need help, they'll need assistance. And 
you go take care of it for me. You look, that's not. I, there was a pastor friend of mine that he uh, that several people came to his church and always was asking for help, asking for assistance. And so it wouldn't even be church folks. They just always would come by and need grocery money. And I ain't got a problem doing that. That ain't a problem. I've helped. This church has helped many people in this church. And so what this guy did is he had a pile of dirt, Brother Roger. Had a pile of dirt out behind the church. He said, Pastor would look at him and say, You know what? You need an assistance. I need something done too. Why don't you come back here and listen? He'd take them out behind and he'd hand them a shovel. And he said, I need this pile of dirt moved from right here to right here. If you'll start working on that, I'll be right back. And we'll, I'm going to go up here and see about getting your assistance and I'll be right back. He would come back there. Half the time, they'd be nowhere in sight. They didn't need the assistance that bad. Every once in a while, he'd go back there and they'd have more done than he ever thought could have been done. And then sometimes he gets back there and they're just sitting there, didn't do anything. They say, well, where's my help at? Who did he help? That one that was trying to put forth, Brother Andy, that is cruel. No. Sometimes that has to. But we've, if God gives us the confines, he said, go and do these things. Okay. God's telling us things that we need to do. So let's take a look at this. The first thing that we want to look at is oftentimes great blessings come out of great trouble and difficulties. How many times have we as the church, how many times have you in your life, have you been in a trouble, have you been in a trial, have you gone through great, great difficulties, and you look down the road, you look back at that, and you're like, wow, look at where God blessed. Look at how God touched Look at how God moved. God blesses out of great trouble and difficulties. This, the widow's situation seemed hopeless. But out of this dilemma came the greatest blessing in her life. Out of this kind of perplexity, Job was transformed into Israel. Through great trials and tribulations, Israel came out of Egypt. Out of, the, out of this same kind of situation, David learned how to trust and to know who God is. All Christians, male, female, boy, girl, young, old, black, white, green, and yellow polka dotted, all Christians have faced great trouble and God can bless out of those great times of trouble. Amen? The second thing that we want to look at tonight is that this widow had a basis for her petition. The widow had a basis for her petition. Go back to look at verse 1. Verse 1 tells us this, a servant of God, her, her spouse, had died and now... There are people that we owe money to. They're wanting to take my children and put them into slavery. I need help. She had a basis for her petition. 
She didn't just go to God and say, God, I need a red Porsche. She didn't go to God because that's what she's needing is money. She didn't go to God and say, okay, God, when I wake up in the morning, a million dollars needs to be in my checking account. Now, if any of y'all pray that and it works, just remember tithe on that. The <laughs> Go on. Behave, Andy. Go on now. <laughs> but you see my point. She had a basis behind her petition. It was not a useless petition. We could also take a look, and there's a couple of verses I want to throw at you. First one is found, and in, in, these are not on the screen. We're going to stay on verse 1 here. But the first one says, John chapter 9 and verse 31. God hear Y'all need to hear this one. God heareth not. I'm saying it very slow. God heareth not. You know, there's a not in there. God heareth not. But it stop, doesn't stop there. People tell me that this is not in the Bible, and I'm reading it very, very slow so people understand that it is in the Bible. God heareth not sinners. Brother Andy, that ain't in the Bible. John chapter 9 and verse 31. God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God... Comma, and does the will of God, comma, God will hear him. You cannot just come up here and say, Woo, I'm a worshiper of God. Stand up here, you can stand up here on the stage and say, Sing the songs, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of, I mean, and then you say, okay, God's now going to... No, you have got to be in the will of God. Also, John chapter 15 and verse 7. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you will. First John chapter 3 and 22. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of God. Psalms 84 and 11. No good thing will God withhold from them that walk uprightly. Church, you've got to understand, your petition can be made known to God, but you have got to live an upright life. You've got to be living in the will of God, and God's going to hear that petition. Oh, but Brother Andy, I sit on the pew every Sunday morning. Glory. And I raise my hand every once in a while. I even say amen. It's very soft, but I say it. What we've got to understand, look, this is a, I, I don't, I'm not using this word like folks outside this wall, four walls use this word, okay? This is a safe space. What I mean by that is people in, everybody in here is worshiping God. I believe that God is more interested in how you, how you live for Him outside of these four walls, around your family, around your friends, around your co-workers. That's what God's looking at. Anybody can come into the house of God and live. I'm going to tell you something. They get up here and sing some of these praise songs. we got to get another drummer. 
They get up here and sing some of these praise songs, and I'm thinking, mm, glory to God, come on now. And, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, there's times I've looked out across the car. Let me take my glasses off so nobody can think I'm looking at them. Now I can't see nobody. I barely see Stan sitting right over here. Only reason I can see him is he's got the same haircut as mine. There's times I'm sitting here on those drums and I'm looking out and I'm like, man, y'all, that song is worth worshiping to. And, and, you, and you, this is what you see. Y'all, you see everything on this stage. Make sure that live feed can get this. They're up here. I mean, they're up here going to town. Amen. Woo, yes. Amen. Amen. What's for lunch? I don't know. Well, he better hurry up preaching because I'm hungry. You know, he's talked about food three times already. Yeah, I know it. I'm really, really hungry. You know why I do that? Because I get hungry too. Anyway. Let's go on before I get in too much trouble. The third thing. Let's take a look at this. Brother Tony, you'll have to help me on which verse this is. She had greater resources than what she thought she had. She had greater resources than what she thought she had. God, the servant of God said, what you got? Now, now, was it y'all? Y'all help me out on this. Those that's on the praise team, was it was it Sunday? Y'all sung "Garment of Praise." Okay, making sure it wasn't making sure I wasn't dreaming that for this next Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> I've been dreaming about bills being paid, so why not? Look, we've got a garment of praise, church. I don't have anything to give, but I can give God my praise. Amen. I've, I've had a bad week, but I can come into the house of God and I can lift up holy hands and I can give God my praise. I can worship Him. Amen. Yes. Well, look, I may not have much but I'm gonna give God all I got amen that's why God blesses I may not feel like it I ain't felt like coming up here behind this pulpit physically I ain't felt like coming behind this pulpit these last six seven weeks but I have done it why because I know I gotta give God all I got and guess what God is going to bless Amen. Come on, church. Now let's look on. She had greater resources than she was aware. Moses only had a rod. But oh, what did God do with that rod? He threw it down and it turned into a serpent. Those that was the servants of, of the devil... Threw their, their rods down and theirs turned into a serpent. What happened to Moses' rod? He slithered right on over. He gobbled them all up. I'm going to tell you something. If you'll put everything you got into it, God will gobble up the devil. 
my God in heaven above. We have got to put all we've got into what God is doing. Gideon only had lamps and pitchers. But guess what? The battle was won. The little boy only had five loaves and two fishes. And what happened? The multitude was fed and there was barrels. Come on now. Little is, there's a song behind that. Little is much when God is in the middle of it. I'm going to tell you something, church. It's time that some folks quit trying to get on the pity party and start getting a hold of God and saying, God, I've got a little, but I'm giving it all to you, and you're going to make much out of it. My God, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about us. Come on, church. A little boy by the name of David. All he had was a slingshot and five smooth stones. He didn't have what everybody else said he must needed to have to have the armor on, but he had the armor of God. He had the garment of praise. He walked out on the battlefield, and the devil fell flat. I'm going to tell you something. God will... T- My God in heaven above. Let's go on. Oh, I thought, man, I thought it was later. I got a lot of time. Woo, Lord have mercy. Number four. Take a look. Go, uh, 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 go to verse three. There are a lot of times that people don't listen to God. And when I say that, now, y'all, please, I want you to listen to this very next statement. When I'm saying that people don't listen to God, people don't listen to the servants of God either. Okay? Now, I, I know that I'm the pastor of this church. I know that God has spoken to me to give things to, to people in our church. God has given me wisdom that's beyond my comprehension to be able to help people in their time. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got to listen to God. And, and there's always conditions. I didn't say conditioner. I said conditions. There's always conditions that must be met. God ain't just going to give you everything on a silver platter. It's high time that some church folks and some Christians grow up, spit the pacifier out, and start listening. Oh. It came from in there somewhere. But there's conditions. Take a look at verse 3. The servant of God said, Go to your church family, tell them what your need is, and get empty vessels and bring them back. But don't go bring two or three. You better go get a whole lot. Quit limiting God. We've got to quit limiting God, folks, church. We've got to quit limiting God. Oh, it's just a small little country church. They can't do it. Quit limiting God. If I didn't believe that God couldn't move, I wouldn't still be here. Hello? 
I'm going to ask that our church family start believing that God's going to move just like I'm believing. Because I'm, te- I'm still here because I believe God's going to move. God has moved, but I'm, look, I'm stingy. I can't live off of yesterday's blessings. I need more of God. I need more of God today than I had yesterday. I don't want a little dabble, do you? I need it poured out. Let's go on. Stay up there. Look. Boy, this one right here is deep. Look at these two words. I wish I, I wished I could... I need, a, I need one of them cat chasers. You know, it's a laser with a dot on it. Empty vessels. Look at that. Empty vessels. We've got to make room for God to do the work. Hello? We got to make empty vessels. We'll break the whole verse down. Go borrow from your church family. Go and borrow empty vessels. You got to make room and let God work. Y'all can see this one's half full. This one's half full. The prophet of God did not say bring them two in. This is the one she's got. Set that off to the side. The servant of God did not say go get one that's half full. He said empty. He said empty. He said empty. He said empty. Why? Because God needs room to work. Boy, and so, oh man, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know where this thought came from, but I'll take it anyway. There are too many times that people think they get their, they, look, there ain't nothing wrong with having an education. There ain't nothing wrong with, with being an outstanding, spectacular speaker. There's nothing wrong with being, uh, with being a, uh, uh, one of the motivational speakers that say the right words at the right times and woo! Everybody just, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But there are times that people get themselves to that point and they feel like that they are all that and they don't need God. God is looking for a few empty vessels that has, that has tried and tried and tried and says, you know what, God? Here I am. I'm an empty vessel. Just pour it on in me. Just keep pouring it on in me. Ain't that a song somewhere? Just pick. I'm an empty vessel. Fill me up one more time. But I'm going to tell you something. God don't want, to still, want you to stay full. Because see, what happens is, is he pours it out into that empty vessel and it fit, pretend it's full. That full vessel then goes out into the highways and byways, pours a little out here. That vessel goes into the workplace, pours a little out here. That vessel goes into the home place, pours a little out here. That vessel goes in to, over to the grocery store, pours it out over here. That vessel goes somewhere else, pours a little out here. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now it's Wednesday and I'm empty again.
Hello? God ain't filling us up for us to stay full. God is wanting us to pour it out into the highways and byways. God is wanting us to pour it out everywhere we go. Why? Because God wants us to be the hands and feet out into the world we're living in. God wants us to take the gospel. There ain't nobody getting none of this. I'm just going to go on. Our greatest need is we need to make room for God to work. Our greatest need is not finances. Our greatest need is not spiritual. It's not physical. It's not emotional. It's not our mindset. But our greatest need is to get out of the way and let God work. Last thought. Oh, this will, okay. That, that, last, that last couple of words. Not too few. This is the last thought. Our, yeah, not just this verse. We got all the rest of the verses with this one. <laughs> Our faith must be exercised. Now, this Friday, be six weeks ago, five weeks ago, I had that first epidural. I came home. I slept all day Friday. I got up. The, so they say, I got up, and, and Sister Carrie, Miss Katie, they walked me to the bathroom. They stood at the door. This is what they're telling me. They led me back, and I laid back down on the couch, and I went back to sleep. I ain't so sure that all those things happened because I remember sleeping. I slept all day Friday. I slept most of the day on Saturday. On Sunday, I'm going to be straight, right, and honest with y'all. We had live feed service that Sunday because we had so many folks sick. And there ain't no way on this earth I could have stood during a service. I sat in my chair, and when the time that that live feed was off, I was so sore, I was hurting, and guess what? Yes, I was sleeping. I went back to sleep. I think I ate during the course of those days. Guess what I did Monday? I slept. They say they brought me a hamburger on Friday. They say that I said it was nasty. They don't know I like hamburgers. I like Sister Carrie's hamburgers because they're this big and they're that thick. But here's my point. I know all that was funny. That was, got, that was comical and that was okay. But here's my point. I didn't do a whole lot of exercising. I didn't do a whole lot of exercising. When I started to try to get around on Tuesday, when I started to try to get around on Wednesday, it was, oh, oh, my, my leg. Y'all, how many, how many remembers me telling y'all, my legs feel like noodles. They, 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 they tie, I, I, look, you go back and watch live feed. Mute it. Watch live feed. I, I held on a lot. Why? Because my muscles were tired. 
Why? Because I have not moved. I have not. Y'all, I'm going somewhere. Is any, does anybody have a clue, spiritually speaking, where I'm fixing to go next? Anybody on live feed know where I'm going? Listen, I need you to understand. I did not move. I did not exercise. Our faith must be exercised. You cannot expect God to work if you don't build your faith. How do you build your faith? Our faith is built by hearing, by hearing what? The Word of God. I'm going to say something that some folks don't like. You need Sunday school. You need Sunday morning. You need Sunday night. You need Wednesday night. You need devotional time. You need time that you're in the Word of God. We need the Word of God. Oh, but Brother Andy, on oh, what Sunday nights? We're not in house. We're just on live feed, and we can watch it when. Well, watch it. Watch a bunch of them. We need to exercise our faith. You know how else you exercise? When somebody comes to the altar. Hey, Brother Roger, come here. Oh, do I need to get a mask on? Hey. That well, that way they can tell us apart. Come on up here, because the light, see the camera don't go down there, it's up here, so see, we're twins, okay, um, okay, when, when, when Brother Roger comes down to the altar, and we're going to pray for him, he comes down and he says, he says, uh, Brother Andy, I need, I need, I need this from God, I need a healing of my body, I need, I need, I need, I need something from God, okay, if I do this, are y'all hearing me? If I do this, I want y'all to tell me what it does to Brother Roger's faith. Because Brother Roger is coming to the pastor, coming to somebody to get a hold of God. And this is what I do. If I go to Roger, you know, Brother Roger, you know, we're going to pray. We'll pray. Because the Bible says we can, I got my Bible somewhere. But it, say, I, it says we got to pray. I really don't think God's going to do that for you. I really don't think that. Or, or, if Brother Roger comes up for prayer and he says, Brother Andy, I need X. You know, I really ain't got a faith bone in my body that God's going to do this. But I, you know, somebody just poked me and said, you got to go and you got to pray. And that's the only reason I'm up here is because somebody made me come up here. I really ain't got the faith. But would you just go ahead and pray so they'll leave me alone? Boy, that shows a lot of faith, ain't it? Or, if somebody is coming up for prayer and Brother Roger is standing behind them helping to pray. And Brother Roger, in the back of his mind, he's laying his hand on their shoulder and he's, Oh, glory to God, I know that they need something from you. But I, you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't give it to them. They are undeserving. You know what? All of these examples are examples of lack of faith. If you come up to this altar and you have a need to God before God, you need to come with an expectation that God is going to take a little dab and He's going to pour it all out on you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He's going to pour it on out and He's going to keep on pouring and you're an empty vessel that's going to be filled up. You've got to have faith. You got to have faith. When the water at Canaan was poured out, it turned into wine. They had the faith.
When the man stretched forth his hand he, and it was made whole, they had faith. When the lepers went out on their way and they were cleansed, they had the faith. When the four guys got together and there was a fifth one there and they said, we've got to get this fifth man, we've got to get into Jesus, but there's too big of a crowd, we can't get there. They raised the roof and got the man to Jesus. It's time that we start exercising our faith and get to Christ. Now, I'm not a name it, claim it, shame it, or name it, claim it, frame it, hanging on the wall person. I am not a name it, claim it, and frame it person. But I am a person that tells you that you better that you need to start saying the things that are not as though they are. I ain't got a dollar in the bank, but but blessed be unto God, God has made me the richest person on the planet. Why? Because I'm a saved child of the Most High God. I may not know where the power bill is going to get paid next month, but I know that God has got this. God will make a way. When there's no groceries in the cupboard, don't go to the cupboard and say, well, God has forgot me. Go to the cupboard and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I know that God is going to take care of me. Why? Because God has never had this, His seed go hungry or begging for bread. God has got... Come on now. We've got to exercise our faith. Why? Last verse. Mark chapter 9, 23. All things are possible to them who believe. You know, Sunday, I told you that God doesn't care. Or, excuse me, back up. I told you Sunday that the devil is not afraid of you reading your Bible. God's not afraid, or the devil's not afraid of you when you pray. The devil's not afraid when you come to church and when you worship. The devil's afraid when you put those actions and you put that faith behind it. When we start putting our faith into action, now the devil trembles. I want to read you this sentence. I have no idea where I got this sentence from, but it's so good. Satan laughs. When you're toiling, toiling through life. Satan laughs when you're going through troubles and trials in this life. Life. He mocks when you think you've got the wisdom to do whatever. But he trembles when you get on your knees before God and you put your faith into action and you pray. The devil trembles. When your faith is put into action. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Dear Heavenly Father. God as we come to you today. I thank you for the blessings that you've given us in life. I thank you for allowing us to be here this very day. Thank you for those that are in house. Those that are on live feed. Thank you for all of our, our praise team. I thank you for our musicians. Father, I thank you for all of our workers, our staff, and our volunteers that work and labor here at Coosa Valley. God, without them, a lot of things would be impossible. 
But God, without them, if they did not do your work, I know that you would send somebody to do the work you've called to do. Father, I thank you for that. But right now I'm praying, God, I pray that as your word has gone forth, I pray, Father God, that it would resonate in our lives. Allow it to, to be nurtured and to multiply and do the work you've called, it, called us to do. God, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Live feed, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate you joining with us. Join us back on Sunday School Sunday morning at 945. Sunday morning worship at 11. Both of those are in-house and live feed alike. Join us in-house. We'd love to have you. Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock is live feed only. Come and uh, join us at, at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Encourage you to go to the Revelation page. And if you've got any questions, send those to us. We'd love to hear from you. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Be sure to check out things on our, our website. Things have been changing, moving around, uh, sprucing up. Be sure to check out our website at cvcog.church uh, for more information concerning live feed, online giving, and so much more. May the good Lord bless you. Amen and amen. Thank you.